Kathy Krueger. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today we'll be talking with Rich Silva about HIPAA and how it affects you right after these important messages, so stay tuned. I absolutely will. What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library, Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Tree, boss, and my co-host Sarah O'Connell is away this week, but I'm delighted to welcome the boss lady, our producer, Kathy Kruger, to the microphone. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jonah. Hi, and we're terrifically <laughs> uh, excited to have with us as a guest, uh, Rich Silver, and he's going to talk to us about HIPAA. Hi, Rich. Welcome Hi. to Radio Rotary. Hi, how are you? Thank Good. you for having me. My pleasure. Now, I've been to the zoo, so I know what a hippo is, but what is HIPAA? Well, it's interesting because they're not really even spelled the same. <laughs> HIPAA is H-I-P-A-A, not H-I-P-P-O. Okay. Um, and uh, HIPAA stands for the Health Information Portability Accountability Act. That's a mouthful. What does all that mean in English? <laughs> well, in English, what it means is that um, the federal government has put together laws that dictate and protect a uh, patient's information. So it's it's an issue about privacy. It is a privacy issue. You no, know, that, that's interesting. You know, um, uh, my, my wife had her gallbladder uh, out, and we had to rush her to the emergency room. They they had like a whiteboard uh, telling you know, what patient was in what, what room and what doctor and all that. But they only use first names. And my mm -hmm. wife's first name is Ellen, which is kind of common. So I was just happy that they uh, didn't wheel them, her into the maternity wing because I already had a, you know, two kids, 125 and 130. But right. no, seriously, uh, is that part of it? Is it more to it than that? Well, uh, there is a lot more to it than that. Um, you know, basically, um, back in 1996, uh, the federal government uh, set forth to try and protect a patient's information. Um, and uh, when the law was first created in 1996, um, it was purposely made vague uh, so that they're able to um, expand upon the law as time went on. Well, what was the problem uh, that led to the law? I mean, were, were records being released, uh, unfortunately? And actually, Kathy Kruger, being a registered nurse, you could probably tell me more about that also. Oh, I know. well, just on my standpoint of being a nurse, we used to have patients, as soon as you walk in the door, you, you sign all the paperwork. Right. And I don't even think patients have a clue as to really what they're signing, to tell you the truth. I mean, but it is. I mean, it's it's privacy and, and what you have to respect their privacy and you don't want to use last names and you don't want you want to make sure with outside I was a hospital nurse you know so mm -hmm. you want to make sure outside their doors you don't have last names you want to make sure charts you never have names that other people can you know find out who they are and so forth I mean and then paperwork so was it was it a big problem rich that uh, uh, privacy issues were a concern that they had to bring in this law 
Well, the fact of the matter is, is that most of the uh, there was really no law or standard or protocol for it. Um, so, uh, you know, doctors were on their own free will to uh, protect their patients' information, um, and since there was really no protocol or law for it, um, you know, like uh, Kathy was mentioning, I mean, sometimes paperwork would be left around. Right. Sometimes papers would be put on the wall, like you mentioned, and it was just a very, um, you know, there was really no protocol. Now, uh, you uh, represent an organization that has gotten involved with this. Uh, what's the organization's name? Sure. The um, I'm actually uh, the founder of Painpoint IT Solutions. I am an IT uh, computer consultant in now the you area. To, you have to say what IT means. Uh, sure. It's information technology. Okay. So you're 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 one of those guys that I could call up at two in the afternoon and say. What does the blue screen of death mean to me, and why is my computer doing this or not doing that? You could ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, let's, so how does how does the being a computer expert merge into uh, the HIPAA uh, health privacy law? How does that all get together? Sure. Well, like I mentioned, in 1996, the law was purposely made vague, uh, and it was designed to protect um, health information. However, as time has evolved, the uh, storage of health information has been done mostly in computers now, uh, and the the purpose of that is obviously for uh, convenience uh, and also because the law makes or dictates exactly how you're supposed to store the information. Now, there's a big push on, is there not, uh, Kathy Kruger, for computerized medical records? I know uh, some doctor uh, Rotarians I know who are very upset about that. It's going to cost a lot of money to right. gear up for that. And well, gone, I mean, I remember the days back when I was a nurse and, and working in doctor's offices and you had the racks and racks of charts. Right. And now you pretty much... Then came bedside charting, and now the doctors are pretty much walking... Or, or not even walking from room to room, they have the computers pretty much in every single room, and they're and they're taking all their health histories and and putting all their data on the charts, but are on the computer. I'm sorry, but you still have to be careful that you turn your computer on and off when you leave well, the room. You, you know what you said about charts reminds me of of the days way way back in hospitals when they would hang the chart at the foot of the bed, right. and the doctor would come by and pick it up and say, "Oh, hello, Miss Jones. Let's see what it says here," and flip through it and say, "Oh, I see you're doing better. That's great." We'll see you, know, see you tomorrow. And he puts the chart back. Anybody could look at that, mm -hmm. right? So, Rich Silver of um, IT Solutions. Is that the name of the company? Did I get it right? Uh, it's Painpoint pain IT point. Solutions. Painpoint. Yes. Yep. Why pain? Well, I mean, know, computers give me a lot of pain. We're gonna, I'm going to rant and rave about computers in the uh, second half. It does of the, the show. doctors too because they complain <laughs> every see, time. You just did my uh, my title justice. <laughs> All right. uh, you know, that's exactly why we named it Painpoint <laughs> IT Solutions because people have pain when it comes to their computers. And you know, I mean, you know, you're in radio. Um, you know, doctors are doctors, and you know, because of that, um, you know, you don't really have the time to focus on your computers. You just need them to be up and running. Okay, uh, let me let me do my rant and rave about computers now. Shoot. Okay, <laughs> now uh, our engineer Jay Versey, the wizard of the keyboards here, has a completely computerized editing system. In the old days, when I first started in radio, and my engineer was Marconi, there'd be a reel-to-reel -reel tape, and if I goofed, which I did on very rare occasions, the engineer would have to get a mm -hmm. demagnetized razor blade and cut little bits of tape, and then re. Uh, glue them back together and make a complete show. Jay can do that just by, you know, click, 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 click. It's all great. But, but, have we become, Rich Silver, too reliant on computers? I was driving on the Taconic out to Niagara Falls one time, and we pulled into the rest area to have some of the haute cuisine that's offered at the rest areas, and they weren't serving lunch. Why? The computers were down. They couldn't serve lunch. Really? So we pulled off the thruway, went to a diner, and the Waitress got her little pad out with the two pieces of paper with the carbon paper, took down our order, 
put the carbon uh, copy on little round thing that they give, and the chef made two delicious turkey burgers with fries. Are we becoming too reliant on computers? I mean, it seems that everyone's computerized, and when the computer goes down, we can't do anything. Yeah, it's funny. I've actually written uh, several newsletters on that and blogs upon that topic. And uh, basically what I call it is the uh, we're, we've officially entered the age of total data dependency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, when they do all of these experiments online and you've seen them uh, even on TV shows, on the reality TV shows, where they'll take uh, somebody's cell phone away or they'll take a group of people's cell phone away for about 10 minutes. And then they basically just record them in a, in a, in a room and they watch them uh, all struggle and start to sweat because because they don't have access to their data. Uh, and you know, that's you know where I come from when it comes from computers. My background is in uh, the financial um, aspect of computers. I worked uh, at a financial company for years, and it was very, very important that uh, people have their data, because in that particular case, data is money. Our guest on Radio Rotary is Rich Silver of PainPoint IT Solutions, IT meaning information technology, and we're talking about the HIPAA law. So let's get back to the main topic, HIPAA law. Uh, trying to assure privacy of patients. How does your company uh, get involved with that? Sure. Um, you know, over time, the uh, the law has evolved, and because the law has evolved, um, it was purposely made vague. And a lot of the um, HIPAA stuff um, is computerized, um, like we were talking about, or Kathy mentioned before. There's a lot of records now that all have to be put into computer systems. Where I come in is um, I'm able to make some sense of the law to um, the people who um, and the doctors who aren't aware of what the law contains. For example, the law right now um, contains an uh, audit protocol that's put together by the Office of Civil, Rib- Civil Rights um, that uh, currently is in charge of going out and doing a 164-point audit of a lot of the companies that uh, are covered entities for um, HIPAA compliance. And most of these companies do not um, pass those tests. In fact, it, during their initial audit in 2013, uh, it turns out that 66% of the companies and the the entities were not even uh, compliant, and they don't even know about it because the law is basically a monstrosity of 164 (laughs) points. Now, wait a second. second. Uh, The forms that you have. You know, I remember, you know, as being a nurse, you take all these HIPAA classes, and then you you pass, and you think, okay, I'm done now, and I know everything. And and then you you have patients sign their HIPAA forms, and you think you're, you're just done, but it's a lot more than that. So we're saying that the people in Washington gave us a law that's unworkable? In the words of the immortal Claude Rains, I'm shocked. (laughs) Shocked. So we're going to find out more about HIPAA and about computers from our great guest, Rich Silva of PainPoint IT Solutions in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast. Yes, podcast through computers, and on iTunes, and at RadioRotary.org, also on your computer. This is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host Sarah O'Connell's away this week, probably dealing with a computer crash. And our very special guest, besides Kathy Kruger, my producer being on the mic, our very special guest, Rich Silva of PainPoint IT Solutions, and Miss Kathy Kruger, 
Who keeps us on the straight and narrow by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Visit us at salisburybank.com. And by the Rotary Clubs of New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, and Poughkeepsie, Arlington. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, and commercial lending, trust, and wealth management services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, and now including the Riverside Bank Division with offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh, New York. Salisbury Bank is your local personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Check them out at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host Sarah O'Connell's away, but I have the pleasure and privilege of our boss lady, Miss Kathy Kruger, the producer on the mic. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jonah. Stop calling me the boss. We're a team. Uh, I was told by Dave Kruger, your husband, that I had to call you the boss. Well, that's, that's what he does at home. <laughs> Shout out yet. to Big Dave. All right. <laughs> We're delighted to have as our guest, Rich Silva of PainPoint IT Solutions. We're talking about the HIPAA law. And for those who came in a little bit late, Rich, first of all, welcome back to Radio Rotary. Thank you. And for those who came in late, what is the HIPAA law? Uh, this is the uh, Health Information Privacy Protection Act. And what, what's PainPoint IT Solutions, your organization, all about? Uh, well, we're uh, IT consultants, and what we do is we help uh, companies um, and also medical practices um, mm-hmm. do um, audit assessments uh, on the IT side uh, to be prepared uh, for what could potentially be a HIPAA audit coming their way. All right. And um, a lot of these uh, medical records are now being computerized. Uh, that's, that's sort of a requirement of what? The Medicare, Medicaid, the government? Uh, it, it's part of the, the HIPAA law, the Health Information Privacy um, and Protection Act. Um, well, yeah. You know, what concerns me is, you know, people are always talking about these uh, teenagers with nothing better to do, uh, you know, breaking into the Pentagon and getting ready to launch atomic missiles and, and breaking into bank accounts. Uh, uh, to me, computers... And, and don't get mad at me. I know, realize you're a computer professional. No, Computers okay. aren't as secure as a piece of paper that I put in a 
file cabinet and lock the file cabinet. I've got the key, and I lock my door, and there's like three locks between me and the piece of paper. Um, is that a concern, uh, especially now that, that uh, people are storing things on the cloud? Sure. I mean, you know, there's, the, I mean, the health information um, laws uh, and you know protection laws are both um, address physical, uh, which is what you're talking about, which is piece of paper, as well as the uh, virtual portions of the uh, data. Um, when I say physical, I mean, like you said, you mentioned pieces of paper uh, in which people put things on pieces of paper and put it on the lock and key somewhere. Um, but also, there's computers. I mean, a lot of people, and maybe you've even been to a doctor's office, you can actually walk right into the doctor's office, and there's a computer sitting on the floor uh, that you can just walk in, probably put it underneath your arm and walk right out with. Um, mm. You know, and um, you know that's uh, the physical aspect of it. Okay. Uh, and then also, like you mentioned, there's a virtual aspect of it, most of which people just don't understand, and that is storing the information uh, in a central database, either locally on in your office or in the cloud. And keeping it all safe. And secure, exactly. And secure. Yeah. Because I, I was reading a little bit about what your lovely partner sent us, and you were even talking about importance of shredding, too. I mean... Uh, I can imagine people throw documents away. Anybody could pick anything up, even out of a garbage can or something, and have information at their hands that they shouldn't have. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, you know the part of the uh, the law as it's evolved over time uh, also includes uh, what are called business associates. Um, you know, there's covered entities, which are the actual doctors' offices themselves, and then there's also business associates. Business associates were added to the law in 2009 as for, as part of the uh, Affordable Care Act. Um, and uh, business associates are anybody who at one point in time can get a piece of medical information handed their way. So, for example, if I'm a lawyer right. uh, and, uh, you know, uh, and I have access to possible medical information from a doctor sent to me, well, guess what? I have to be HIPAA compliant. And when the HIPAA auditors come out to the covered entities, which is where the big money is now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. to do an audit, um, you know, what the covered entities have have to do is they have to prove that their business associates, such as lawyers, like you mentioned, right. even the simple things as paper shredders, transcribers, all of them also have to be able to produce a certificate that they're HIPAA compliant. Wow. Now, uh, one of the things that you do, um, just to step away from the HIPAA issue, just for just a second, uh, Rich Silver at PainPoint IT Solutions is something called disaster recovery. Now, we've all had uh, wow. uh, situations where the computer doesn't work and you have to reboot it and you've got to put the software back in and maybe you lost some pictures and you lost some letters and things like that. Um, what is it? What, what do you recommend to people about uh, avoiding disasters and how do you handle disaster recovery at PainPoint IT Solutions? Sure. I mean, I think the key word in that is recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of companies that are out there that I speak with uh, and do consultation for, they have the backup part taken care of. In other words, they understand the importance of backing up your data. And that includes uh, the folks at home who just have their own home computer, right? Exactly. Exactly. Save, save, save. Exactly, and that's what's been that's what's been uh, brought into you know ingrained in our minds over the years is to make sure that you back up your data. But then you ask them the next question. Okay, look, over time you've it's like a snowball, right? As data just grows and grows and grows, and this is why they call it quote unquote big data. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know, as the data grows, it becomes more imperative that you understand what it is that you need to do in order to recover it. A lot of people will take their information, a lot of data and put it in the cloud and not recognize that 
you know, that data to recover over a standard internet connection could take two to three days. Well, first of all, tell us what the cloud is. I mean, you hear a lot about, <sighs> well, store this in the cloud. Put your 397 pictures in the cloud. And it's not really the clouds that are, you know, bring rain. Uh, it's it's actually a, 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 a mainframe somewhere, right? Sure. It's a, well, mainframe. Uh, nowadays, it's computers and, and, and servers. But yes. Um, <laughs> but well, the, remember, uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a cranky old guy. And My husband's an IBMer, so. so all right. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll call him mainframes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever you like. Educate me. Sure. Yeah. So most of the time, uh, the data is stored in uh, data centers uh, throughout the United States. Uh, data centers are definitely are usually uh, what are called tiered data centers. Um, and data centers are environmentally protected and physically protected. And these are the you, these larger data storage companies will rent um, server space in these data centers to provide their service to customers and Customers will upload their data to that. Um, you know, there's a lot of very reputable backup companies out there that will kindly store your data for you. Uh, but again, you know, the big thing that we were talking about before is recovery. Uh, recovery is tough, and a lot of people don't recognize how or what's involved in recovery or how long it takes. We were talking earlier about the age of uh, total data dependency. Well, guess what? It's going to if you're down for two or three days on your computer system. That's really not good. So what we do is we try to provide solutions for companies that help them recover within hours instead of days. Uh. Now, um, what about the security? Now, you know, if, if I store something in the cloud, it's going to be uh, you know some of my photographs and maybe my wife's recipes and things I know, but people normally have on a home computer. Uh, so you know, security is not that big an issue. But a business, financial records, uh, medical records, as you were talking before, Rich Silver about HIPAA. How secure is this cloud? thing. Well, I mean, you know, there's are there's encryption technologies that will take the data and encrypt it before it goes into the cloud. I mean, like sort of scrambled it. Yeah, scrambled eggs. Yeah, kind of that, <laughs> that, that type of thing. Um, and it'll scramble those up for them. Um, and you really have to have what are called keys on each side in order to basically unlock those things in order to unscramble them. Um, are and those passwords or what? I don't. I don't know. My husband keeps telling me someday he's going to sit down and tell me all the passwords that I need to know when. I don't know. Am I? I'm terrified. <laughs> this, bring, this brings to mind the scene in one of Mel Brooks' movies when they say, "What's the password?" And he says, "One." That's it. Two. That was three, spaceballs. Right. Four. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And everyone said, "Well, that's a stupid password." And the, exactly. the Mel Brooks character says, "Oh, I better change that password on my luggage." Um, is that what we're talking about? These keys, passwords? Uh, well, usually they're um, they're keys that are uh, built and designed uh, into the software programs themselves, uh, and then those keys actually have layers of keys on top of them, which are the passwords that you're referring to. Okay. So, if somebody needs you to to keep everything safe for them. How do they get in touch with you? <laughs> sure. I mean, there's several ways you can get in touch with us. You can visit our website at www.painpointitsolutions.com, uh, or you can visit us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we also have a Twitter account. It's at PPIT Solutions. Um, and, um, you know, I'm always available to talk, I mean, you know, and, and discuss some of your IT needs. So, And, and you go into businesses, and you can actually tell them if they're, well, HIPAA compliant number one. Uh, <laughs> that's why you're here. But you can also tell them if they need 
I don't know, my husband talks about software and all this other stuff. You would tell them if they needed more protection or sure, that's I mean, your job? <laughs> sure. What I would be able to do is I'd be able to come into the place of business uh, if they were looking for a HIPAA um, assessment and uh, go out and do both the physical portion of it, which is making sure that the uh, making sure that the computer systems uh, are physically secure, uh, and then also making sure that the um, that the data is secure and that they're doing everything that's right. Um, it's much better for them to produce a report uh, for the auditors that say they're right. taking this serious than to say, "Oh, I didn't know I had to do this." So they don't get I, fined. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So Rich Silver of Painpoint IT Solutions. So you've got 15 seconds to tell everybody home with a personal computer what's the most important thing they could do to assure privacy and security. Uh, make sure that they. They um, do not store their passwords under their mouse pad. Uh, oh. That's, uh, you know, I, I still see uh, I a lot run of home, folks. that do that. Yeah. <laughs> I still see a lot of people that do that. Um, and then also, you know, try and um, make your passwords unique for each site. Um, you know, these uh, companies that uh, store your password information, um, people move from company to company. And if you're using the same password at different locations, it's not that easy, not that difficult for somebody to figure that out. So really secure your passwords. Use different passwords for different yeah. items. Well, Rich Silver, thanks so much for coming and educating us not only about HIPAA, but about computers, and thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Well, thank you for having thank me. Thank you very and much. And Miss Kathy Kruger, who gives us the pleasure of having Radio Rotary on this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500 and by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Needs. Visit us at salisburybank.com and by the Rotary Clubs of Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Walk Hill East, and Warwick Valley. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell will be back next week. Our producer, Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our engineer, Jay Verzi. This is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org. <laughs> Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.